Good morning, my friend. Welcome to the channel. Welcome to uh, Boulder. Welcome to uh, 15th Street. That's right behind the camera here. You probably saw that in the pan. This is the beginning to the Pearl Street Mall. I'm at a couple different locations around the mall. I don't go on top of the mall. The Lord's directed me not to do that. I know a lot of people when they come to Boulder, they want to go immediately to the Pearl Street Mall and, and uh, preach. That's fine. Uh, but uh, I'm on 15th and Pearl, right at the west end of the mall. And I'm all the way over at the 9th and Pearl at the east end of the mall. I'm also just south of the mall, half a block, and that is uh, 9th and Walnut. So those are the three areas that I'm around this mall right here. And, uh, but I'm in 28 different corners, locations, inside the city of Boulder, 28. And, uh, and that 28 is spread over a nine-week rotation. So every nine weeks, I repeat the cycle of 28 corners every nine weeks. Then uh, the Fridays, uh, I go to the cross that I see that lays over the city. Uh, first, first Friday is Denver, second Friday is Golden, third Friday, which is coming up, I'll go up to Nederland, the fourth Friday is after Longmont. So that's the north, south, east, west, sort of, not exactly, but close. And then, uh, then every, uh, then scattered throughout the year on fifth Fridays, I go to different locations. And uh, then on Thursdays, I go to another cities. And then, uh, then annually, first, uh, every quarter, I go to the state lines. So this state line coming up will be in October, and that'll be the southern end of the cross that lays inside of Colorado, and that'll be in Trinidad. I'll be there. I've already got my tickets booked for Greyhound, and I've got my Airbnb at Tom's house there, and uh, that's where I'll be in Trinidad, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Trinidad. And it's a so this is my fourth trip around the state line. I've been doing this on the street for four years. I'm in my fifth year now. Year five started Memorial Day weekend, May, that's the end of May. And uh, so what we're doing is we're doing a 10 year uh, season, a 10 year window of time, a 10 year project. I, I don't know different words you can use, but it's 10 years, a minimum of 10 years. And it's uh, 10 years, it's uh, 10,000 hours, not just 10 years, it's 10,000 hours also. So that kind of clarifies it. A lot of people go out once a year and they say, well, I've been doing this for 20 years and so they only got 20 hours on the street. Just use an exaggeration number. So it's 10,000 hours spread over the 10 years. Also, it's 3,000 days. Also, that's kind of lets you know kind of what's going on. 3,000 days and uh, 10 million people or go by the banner. That's the objective. Now we've had to increase that because of the health issue for about two years, two and a half years, almost, yeah, about almost two and a half years, the population uh, movement has been dramatically reduced. But here in the last six months, it's been building back up. And we're kind of where we are before the health issue. And uh, so that's why the numbers are way off than normal. Uh, way off the normal so I may have to add a couple more years to match all my to reach all my numbers I'm not just gonna get to 10 years and stop I might have to get to 11 or 12 or 13 years I don't know but I want to make sure I cover the 10,000 hours want to make sure we do it for 3,000 days and I want to make sure that we touch 10 million people and uh, the reason we're doing this is we're building a new church 
here in Boulder and across Colorado. And we stretch all over the place, but this is where I'm called to, to build this church, Gospel Evangelist Church. And uh, <laughs> we're doing something uh, different uh, than most churches do that I'm aware of. Uh, many churches are started by, uh, by uh, a main church, sends uh, some people out to another facility, and they start a new church. Kind of like, and here's the baby, here's the mother and dad, and there's the child church, I'm, however you want to call it. I forget the name, terminology. But they spawn lots of different churches. So they all come into the main church, and then when they get too big, they pull, start another church. And a lot of times how that original church got started, it came from a large denomination. Cards start from a large denomination. And uh, so that denomination oftentimes provides two or three years, I don't know, a year something, for funding, and they usually provide a building, they provide uh, people a lot of times, they provide the worship team. A lot of times, not every single time, but many times, uh, they provide everything and uh, for a season. And uh, the challenge with that is you're required to do what they tell you to do. You cannot venture off. You have to stay what they teach in that doctrine, in that uh, denomination. And uh, uh, and so that, you know, but we're not doing any of that. We're an independent. Uh, we're building it from the street with the banner. Uh, and, and so we're using a banner. We're using intercession, which is spiritual warfare. We're doing spiritual warfare. Uh, we're using gospel tracts when people talk to us. And we're using a prayer book. We're praying for souls every single day. All right, so we're using those four big things. And then we're using, uh, uh, hang on a second, please. So the Holy Spirit quickened me, I need to, I didn't want to do this, but the Holy Spirit says I need to do this. Well, we're promoting this book. This is what I'm talking about. So like today is, uh, what is today? Today is the 13th. So like here's the 13th. I started this in our class this morning, and it's really a workbook, a workbook, and a workbook, not studying a preacher's book, not studying some minister's book, but studying the Word of God. So that's all this is the Word of God, different forms and fashions of the Word of God. And uh, it takes right about 50 minutes to an hour to complete this. And uh, you can do it faster and you can do it much slower. I've, I've done it within you know, 20 or 30 minutes, just race on through it. And I've also done it in four or five hours. And many times I've done it over six, seven, eight hours all day, just spending my time praying and searching the scriptures and praying, just doing different things in the, the workbook here. And uh, uh, in the first part of the book is instructions on in how to use it. Uh, we have, uh, uh, right here we have a whole list of instructions on how to use this. It's not a teaching, just instructions how to use the workbook and our manner of prayer. So it's really good and it, it's, it's a, it's book one, there's four books, uh, first book, second book, third book, fourth book. So these four, first four books is for the first year of our church school and we take you through the New Testament. That's what we do. We just take you through the New Testament in lots of different ways with our eyes, with our ears, with our heart, with our spirit. We thoroughly plant the Word of God into your spirit and it's all recorded. You record it all. And, uh, 
and then the second book goes through the rest of it, and the third, and then at the end of the fourth book, you've gone through all 260 chapters of the New Testament. And you thoroughly, by that time, know the New Testament. And that's about one year's worth of work. You can take longer if you want. You can take five years, as far as I'm concerned. I really don't care. Uh, it's not a timeline, uh, but it's set up for those who want to go one chapter a day. And in the beginning, you think, one chapter a day? Man, I read, uh, I read, uh, you know, whatever you read, you know. Uh, but understand it, we're not just reading the Bible. We're doing a lot more than that. Uh, and we're not just studying the Word of God. We're actually doing what James says, I'm going to show you my faith. I'm not just going to grow my faith. I'm going to demonstrate and show you my faith by going out and doing the rest of it. And that's what brought me to this text here. So uh, let me just go to a blank page here. Oh, here's a blank page. So uh, right here, remember I talked about banner? Remember I talked about intercession? tracks and prayer book so those four areas are really the uh, kind of the spear point of what we're doing to build gospel of Andrews church and then we have giving and receiving those who supply and those that publish so we have a lot of publishing going on I'm publishing the sermon right here and uh, we have a, a prayer letter email letter goes out we have podcasts that go out videos that go out and here two weeks ago we started a live stream class so we have classes going out every single day we have a class on this book right here uh, starts from seven in the morning boulder time mountain time seven to eight every day monday through friday monday tuesday wednesday thursday and friday and we go through this book you kind of like look over my shoulder as i do the book and uh and that's sort of how we're doing not exactly but sort of <laughs> And, uh, and then the true study, which is what this is, the true study. And as you, uh, this is a kind of between you and God, you, God, and the Bible, uh, the tr studying the truth. It's not a Bible study. It's studying the truth. Uh, it's really important to rightly divide the Word of God, the Word of truth. Anyways, and then uh, Open Gates, uh, you can title this any you want, but we're, our title is Open Gates. And that's a, like a small gathering, a small house church uh, that you come together. Okay, so for true study is just you and God, and uh, open gates is you and some friends, you and some family members. It's you and a small group of people, and uh, that's sometime during the week. And then uh, our Sunday, we call Chief Concourse, the Chief Concourse. That's where everybody comes together, even people who don't belong to our church. I mean, even Wednesday. So Wednesday is kind of the prelude to our Chief Concourse, but it's actually an open gates. We're kind of mixing these two together and growing the church and kind of figuring out what works, what doesn't work with the Spirit of God. And uh, it's kind of one of those things. And uh, But here soon, the Chief Concourse will start and it'll be on a Sunday. And it's one of those uh, churches that uh, we just don't have a you know an hour-long morning service, a nine o'clock service, a 10 o'clock service, 11 o'clock service. And then uh, if you want to come back tonight at six, we'll have one at six. You know, we don't have any of that. Uh, we get started in the morning and we don't close until that evening. So we start in the nine in the morning and we go all the way through to 9 p.m. We don't stop. We, have a, we break bread in the middle uh, and people can get to come and go as they have need and as the Spirit of God moves in their life. Some people want to come just for worship, but we'll have worship and uh, singing, uh, worship, uh, some teaching, uh, different things mixed in there, praying for people. We'll break for bread as a family would break for bread. We'll have catered every Sunday. 
and uh, some people don't have to leave if they don't want to leave. If you want to leave, fine. If you want to just come for the lunch part or the catering part, whatever we're going to have, uh, that's fine too. If you want to, after we broke bread and you want to leave, leave. I does, it doesn't matter. That's the way our church is. Uh, that's how the Holy Ghost has directed us. And everyone knows that. People on Wednesday, sometimes they'll come just for an hour, half hour. Sometimes they'll just pop in, say hello, and pop back out. They just wanted to touch base. That's fine. We're not, you're not interrupting anybody. And uh, that's how our church is, okay? That's how it is. And, uh, and then we'll have more praise and worship, and we'll just go as the Spirit leads. And we'll watch for signs, we'll watch for miracles, we'll watch for wonders of God. It's gonna be absolutely wonderful the full refreshing of your spirit, it's gonna be, it's just gonna touch so many, many people. I just see it so clearly. And, uh, but it, the door has not opened yet. The door for our open gates has opened. God opened that door. And man did not open the door, God opened the door. And when God opens the door, no man can shut it, all right? But God can shut the door. That's why God has shut a lot of churches and man opens it back up, that's why they're dead. And uh, we don't do that. Anyways, I just wanted to cover that real quick. This, uh, you can order this book. This is the back of it here. Uh, you can order this on uh, our website. You can go to uh, uh, gospelevangelistchurch.org or you can go to my, you know, it's all on the same server, John, C-H-O-Q-U-E dot O-R-G. And uh, you'll see it in the video here. And you'll, if you scroll down a little bit, it'll say there, say the, uh, you can, click on that link. If you don't want to do that, you can go to Google and type in GEC True Study. Uh, you'll probably find it that way. Or my, our printer is The Book Patch, P-A-T-C-H dot com, The Book Patch, down there in Southern California. And, uh, or no, they're in, where are they? Did they move? I, uh, they, we're sure. They're Scottsdale, sorry, Scottsdale. Uh, they have a branch over there. I think they used to have a branch in L.A. Uh, but now their main headquarters in Scottsdale, Arizona. So uh, you can t Google that and go there. You can type in their search bar, uh, GEC True Study, and I'll pop this book here. All right. And we only have one book right now, but soon we'll have book two, three, and four up there. I'm working on them right now. Okay. Let me put this away. So let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that. Let me move over just a little bit more. I'm trying to stay in the shade. Sorry. Uh, I got this uh, light pole right here. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Lord, I thank you that we can come to the street uh, even after working for uh, 15, 16 hours yesterday and being so exhausted. Uh, but for some reason, uh, your this class, Lord, that you have had us start has been providing me so much uh, refreshment, so much joy that it's like I'm full all over again. Uh, I pray a lot, Lord, but the class is not like just praying. It's something going on, Lord, that's really spectacular. But it gave me enough energy to head out the door. And uh, I thank you, Lord, for, uh, for that class, for the GEC True Study class, uh, that live stream. And uh, I praise you, Lord, for that. And we dedicate this sermon, this talk, right now in Jesus' name, to your glory, Father. Amen and amen. All right? So uh, uh, yesterday I was in Vail, Colorado. I shot two hours and 45 minutes of video in eight different locations. Uh, normally it's six locations, but for some reason, uh, the Holy Spirit had me add a couple extra. But I think it's eight different locations, eight different sermons, uh, plus uh, some B-roll, they, they say, uh, different things. And I looked at all that video and says, oh, 
it overwhelmed me. And I actually, I started editing it on the bus coming home uh, from Vail, and I fell asleep. That's how tired I was. I don't ever fall asleep, but I was so utterly exhausted because I'd been going since about 4.30, yeah, about 4.30, 4.45 in the morning. And I had to leave the house at 5.45, so I couldn't do yesterday's class. And then uh, I caught the next bus in Bold and Denver to come up to here. And as soon as I got, I sat down and I fell asleep. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. I don't ever fall asleep on the bus. But I was so exhausted. And uh, I woke up here in Boulder Station. And I was the last get, one getting off the bus. And uh, for whatever reason, <clears throat> let me just say a few things. I, 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 this, these these, these uh, videos are not just a bunch of preaching. I, I tell my story. I tell what's going on in life. I kind of make it personable in a sense, a little bit. Some Maybe it's like a, a vlog of some sort. I don't know. But uh, the idea is to, to be an example and to be transparent with my life. So that's why I'm always telling you about what's going on with my life. Because I want people to look at me. That's why I want to cut the video on. I don't edit any of this out. If I make mistakes or whatever I'm doing, I don't edit it out. Holy Spirit said, don't, don't cut anything out. Once you click on, it stays on the show. He didn't use the word show. I used the word show because I don't know what else to call this. <laughs> And, uh, but anyways, when I'm in Vail, this, I think this is my third or fourth trip. I, I don't know exactly, but it's either three or four, three or four. And uh, every time, the other few times I've been up there, it was so utterly taxing. I didn't feel it when I was there. I felt just fine. Uh, one time uh, here a couple times ago, it was so taxing that I got utterly... <laughs> I got utterly sick, and I was sick for like a week. Yeah, you know, that's how I wore myself out. And the time before that, I got also just wore out. And uh, I thank God for our class. So if you're not attending the live stream class, uh, you know, and you're available. I mean, if you're not available, that's different. But uh, some of the students, I, it looks like we're having about seven students averaged per, per live stream. And then another, uh, 25 or 30 uh, logging on after the stream is ended and we're at, right now a couple days ago I averaged up we're averaging 39 students in the class so that's pretty good and obviously not everybody watches the whole thing I think the average view time of the class is uh, uh, 45 minutes which is really good 45 minutes I think that's fantastic uh, because normally it's seven minutes that's the average view time seven minutes uh, it does get up to nine minutes sometimes, but it has never been 10 minutes. I've not one time had an average of one month, 28 days, have an average of 10 minutes. Not one time ever. It's always been nine or below. Uh, usually it goes around seven to nine. That's kind of where it's been moving for the last three years, two years, whatever it's been. And, uh, but on the live stream, 45 minutes. Wow, 45 minutes. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so... I'm hoping that people are getting something out of the class. And so I just encourage you, if you're watching and you're available seven to eight live, live uh, it just is a little bit better. Uh, live streams are live broadcast. I mean, and you get to interact with the people in the chat room. Uh, it's really pretty interesting. So we have people from, uh, from Colorado, Boulder. We have people from Ohio, uh, we have uh, London. Uh, we have uh, people from Pennsylvania. Uh, where else? I think those are the only areas right now at the moment. But uh, 
But after the class, we have people from South Africa, we have people from India, we have people from uh, Germany. A lot of German people watch this show for some reason. And France, uh, I'm, we're in lots of different countries. Uh, our podcast is, I think, in about 25 or 30 countries, our podcast is. And it's soon to go into India, too. So I'm just uh, subscribed uh, to, uh, I, don't know if I'm a, I don't know if I'm approved yet, but there's a very large podcasting service in India that I submitted my show to here last week. And uh, they said it takes about a week for us to go through your show to see if you could, uh, if we would allow you on our network. There are some Christian shows on the network, not very many. So I don't know if I'll be accepted. Uh, I'll know that later. Also, another, uh, a, another uh, international podcasting service. I think that is from like Pakistan or maybe Dubai. I, I somewhere in that area, Middle East area, I think. Uh, a lot of Muslim uh, gentlemen and women, mostly gentlemen, obviously women don't preach as a Muslim. And uh, so I su uh, submitted my podcast to their uh, network also. So they also said, uh, give us a week to look at your show to see if we should put it on our network. So I said, okay. <laughs> so uh, it's only been a few days, so I still got a few more days before they'll notify me. And if they get, if I get, if I get on there, I get on there. If I don't, I don't, you know. So I'm always looking around at different podcasting uh, uh, apps that are based in other countries. Uh, and that it's kind of interesting, actually. So what I've been doing because of that, about two or three weeks ago, I started uploading to the podcasting service uh, the audio portion of all my sermons that I've been doing, just the last two weeks of my sermons. That means the, the talk, the music, everything, except no video and then a link inside the description going to the video. I'm gonna move over just a little bit more because the sun is extremely hot. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. The sun is baking. Uh, I'm usually across the street, but the Lord wanted me here today. So, uh, uh, a lot of news there, okay? A lot of news, and I apologize for all the news, but it's just part of our show. If you don't like it, we can always come back tomorrow. But. Uh, uh, and you can skip around. God bless you. Uh, oh, kind of know something else that was kind of kind of cool too. Being a witness all the time, being faithful. This is another example of being faithful. So uh, I had a new dental hygienist. I had my teeth cleaned this morning, and I think that's a real honor and privilege that God loves me to do that. Anyways, I was talking to the dental hygienist after she did her my she did a great job. Kathleen is her name at uh, Sage Dental here in Boulder. <clears throat> Anyways, I. Uh, she knew what I did. She talked about her dad being a faithful, devout to his faith. I didn't go any further. And, uh, but at the end of the, I was able to pull out one of my gospel texts. What I do, I just whip it out of my pocket. <laughs> whip it out of my pocket. And uh, I said, this is me. Uh, just so you know who I am. And I describe who I am. And uh, she took that and I told her she didn't mean, didn't mean a lot to her until I said this. Until I said this. I said, I'm the guy who has that big Jesus sign around town. Now I've met you. <laughs> That's what she said. Now I finally met you. Because <laughs> she didn't know, she didn't, you know, my beard's not, you know. Uh, but she stepped back. Now I've met you. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Uh, kind of startled me, actually. I, her response was quite startling. But uh, now I've met you. <laughs> you know. 
you know, I'm, I'm not, at night I'm not out here, see? So for her to see me, to know who I am, because she works during the day. Well, I'm not preaching early in the morning or after five o'clock. I'm home while I'm doing other ministry work. But uh, I made an agreement with the Lord that I'm not gonna preach at night. The Lord, you know, I used to do that. I used to be work nights all the time. But when I retired, I said, I'm not gonna work anymore nights, Lord. I just cannot work nights. And uh, so the Lord has been gracious with his mercy and his grace to me and uh, he's not doesn't uh, doesn't uh, allow me to uh, work nights but some people they work nights then you need to work nights you know uh, I heard a brother <laughs> brother Brian I kind of chuckled to myself because uh, I've been a night worker all my life I've always worked a swing shift or a graveyard all my life since I was you know 14 15 years old when I got my work permit at 15 I worked a swing shift because I like my mornings and so but as a trucker you work all night long you know every night you work all night long until you get off the run and uh, just that's the way it is you load all day and truck all night unload load all day and truck all night that's how you do it <laughs> and you get your job done and uh, this is before electronic logs <laughs> okay <laughs> hint hint and uh, so Brother Brian says, when it gets evening, he gets all excited because he goes out and preaches. He preaches in the evening, you know, does the bar crawls and different things. And I got excited about that because it took me back to when I, when I would start getting dust, I would wake up. Yeah, I would be sleepy and kind of groggy all day long as I was loading my rig. But as soon as that sun began to set, I come alive because it's trucking time. It's trucking time, man. Check the tires out, get all rested up, fresh hot cup of coffee, you know, and get trucking. And we truck through the night, you know. Sometimes I'll find a couple other truckers and we'll truck through the night, you know. And uh, uh, that's how I lived for, for uh, most of my life. And so when Brian said that, that's what went back to my mind, you know. But I don't do that anymore, okay. So <laughs> that's who you're listening to. You're listening to a 40-year trucker who uh, logged over a little over 3 million miles. Um, closer to 3.5, but 3 million is pretty accurate. And uh, over a 40-year period from 23 to 63. I retired at 63 and a half on Saturday noon. Uh, I pulled into the gate on September or April 22, Saturday at 12 noon for the last time. Pulled in that gate. I was with that company over 20 years, a uh, total of about 25 years, but I took some time off to do missionary work. But I was uh, had solid 20 years of service in that company. First 10 years of my trucking career, I was an owner operator. I had three different trucks to from 1977, they had another truck and another truck, not all together, just one at a time, and uh, uh, we worked hard in the trucking business, okay? <laughs> Did you get all that? <laughs> Take notes? <laughs> I had a bunch of young people go by, and as soon as they were right behind the camera, they go, all right! <laughs> I didn't mention it when they walked by, but it's kind of funny. And uh, this is the lunch hour, so a lot of people coming out to have lunch, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, increased in number and daily, increased in number daily, Acts 16, verse 5. That's where our title comes from, uh, increased in number daily. And we're in the theme called Signs, Wonders, Miracles, Praise, Worship. Okay, that's uh, the theme that we're in. Today is uh, Wednesday, it's church day. If you're in Boulder, uh, of course you can't come today because you won't see this till tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. But uh, next Wednesday, if you're in Boulder, come to church. Get a hold of me and uh, find out where we're meeting and uh, come to church on Wednesday. We don't meet on Sundays yet. We will one day, but not at the moment. And uh, uh, we're 
We preach Jesus. We teach and preach Jesus Christ. So I don't care how you come. I don't care what kind of lifestyle you have or who you think you are. It doesn't matter to us. Uh, but just know that when you do come, uh, we don't preach against it because God loves everybody. But we preach Jesus. So if that offends you, then uh, that'll offend you. Sorry. But we preach Jesus Christ. We don't condemn anybody because God didn't come in the world to condemn the world. So we don't condemn. And uh, we let people make their own decisions. You want to choose a certain lifestyle or a certain thing you're doing? Uh, well, just know that every choice, every decision you make has consequences. All right? So we talk about the consequences, okay? But we preach and teach Jesus Christ. And if you're sick in your body, come to Gospel Evangelists. We'll lay hands on you. People get healed in our church. If you have a devil and you want to be cast, a devil cast out of you, right on the curve here. I'm only, you know, three and a half feet away from the curve. So I'm, and this is a major T section of the road. This is where Pearl ends. Pearl has to, you have to go around. So Pearl is the main thoroughfare. But if you have a devil and you want a devil cast out of you, come to our church and uh, we have people that can cast that devil out. And, uh, or need, if you need prayer of any kind and, uh, or you, you just want a fellowship, you want to, you want to learn to preach, come to our church. You want to learn to be a minister on the street, you can do that. Really, uh, we, uh, we teach people to do all the work of the ministry of Jesus Christ. We don't teach people, we teach everybody. Every, we train every single person who comes how to do the ministry of Jesus Christ. Because we're all called to be ministers of reconciliation. So our church is not a church that says, oh, you just sit there and I'm going to preach to you and I'm done preaching, you can leave. That's not the type of church we have, I'm sorry. Uh, we have people give words. We, you know, everything's in order. You know, we're very biblical. Uh, everything's in order. And uh, the Holy Ghost leads our church. It is really spectacular. Every Wednesday seems to be completely different than the previous Wednesday. And we always say, how could it get any better? <laughs> We've been saying that for four years. How could it get any better? But it just does. Every Wednesday seems to be better than the last Wednesday. So I need to move over again because that sun is moving faster than it looks. I'm going to move back just a little bit. Got to get in the shade. I'm sorry. It's just really hot. I don't know how the camera's coming out. Uh, All right, let's just talk on this real quick. Uh, Acts 16, 19 through 24. So you should already have read chapter 16. You know, if you're following along in this ministry, and uh, you, you should have already gone through 16. Uh, not in this, what I'm gonna talk on now should just be confirmation. Man, is it hot. Uh, confirmation uh, of what the Spirit of God has already taught you, okay? Uh, and if it's new, uh, maybe uh, you haven't spent enough time with the Holy Spirit. So you want to spend enough time with the Spirit of God that when somebody talks to you about the Word, uh, you've already heard it. You don't, you don't need to say, oh, I heard that. I already know that. You just listen and you receive whatever the Spirit of God wants to share with you. All right? So uh, let's go into uh, where are we at? Uh, chapter 16, 19 to 24. Man, that sun. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn you this way. I gotta move over a little bit. I'll put my banner up, it'll be a lot nicer, but it's not up yet. Okay, verse 19. Uh, I'm gonna read it and then I'll come back and talk about it a little bit. Verse 19. And when her master saw that the hope of her gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city, and teach 
customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. Verse 23, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Verse 24, Who being who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. All right? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. <clears throat> this part right here, the next, what I may be preaching tomorrow and the next day, is really fabulous because I use the next section here when Paul and Silas were in the inner prison. Uh, after being beaten uh, and then cast, they were actually thrown. They just weren't led away by the hand. They were cast into the, so that's like a fishing rod, you know, cast a rod. They were thrown. And so they might have hurt themselves being thrown. I don't know that. I've never been to a, <laughs> one of these prisons. <clears throat> and, uh, and you'll find out a little later, because part of these scriptures in, the, in tomorrow's message uh, is part of my supplication on the street. My whole entire supplication. Supplication is a petition, a prayer request that you built with the Word of God uh, that you take to the Lord in prayer. Right? So my petition is extremely scriptural. <laughs> Very. All right. Let's go back to 19. And when her master saw that their hope, uh, the hope of their gains was gone, the hope of their gains, so... These uh, men, businessmen, uh, were using a young lady that was filled with the spirit of divination, a devil, who was able to foretell the future, and, and uh, uh, foretell the future, and then they were able to uh, act on those type of knowledge, and uh, it was uh, soothsaying, divination, you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, fortune telling, sort of things, and uh, you Christians who have dealing with astrology, uh, fortune-telling, uh, divination, that is all witchcraft and very, very, very evil. Very evil. You don't want to mess around with that stuff. You just stay away from it. I don't care what other people say. Uh, you want to stay away from anything that has any kind of shadow. For example, uh, you don't want to add into your life uh, all the Eastern mysticisms uh, that are very uh, satanic, very evil. You don't want to add those into your mix. Uh, too many Christians here a few years back started taking all this, uh, these uh, different poses and forms and fashions and moving their body. They called it yoga. It's called yoga and all kinds of things. And they would uh, change it and say, well, we're doing the yoga, but we put it to Christian music. It's all okay. It's not. It's not. People don't realize some of the things that they do are very satanic and they open spiritual doors. And those doors, when they're open, I tell you, spirits come in. And those spirits steal, kill, and destroy. You need to stay away from all that stuff. You can't have crystals hanging from your mirror. You can't have a Ouija board in your a closet that you guys play with your kids during winter time. You cannot have a lot of things uh, in your possession 
because most things, in fact, I would also say if you have any of the uh, Harry Potter books, you got to get rid of all that trash. That is satanic. Uh, you, if you have DVDs uh, of Harry Potter, that's satanic. If you have a um, lot of big portion of Walt Disney movies are all satanic. Uh, they seem like they didn't used to be, uh, but uh, they are. And they're moving into the dark world more and more and more and more. And uh, it's just, you don't want to mess around with that stuff. You've got to put your foot down and say, no more. No more. And then you go through your house and clean all that stuff up. Go through every cupboard, every drawer, every closet, every place. Your storage, go to your garage, go through your entire garage, your storage units. Go through everything that you own. Clothing. If you got Mickey Mouse on a shirt, get rid of that. You know, it's, it's evil. If you have mer a mermaid, what is that one show, mermaid, uh, whatever her name was, I can't remember. You know, if you're going to the movie called Barbie, you know, that is, you don't want to go to things like that. You just look at your life and be holy as God is holy. It just, you know, it, it's this passage right here about the lady who had a spirit of divination should wake you up. But all too often, people's hearts have waxed gross, hard, and their spirit is put to sleep. You don't listen to uh, uh, meditation, a lot of meditation music. People saying, oh, oh, I'm listening to meditation music while I read my scriptures. You don't wanna do that. A lot of that meditation music is Eastern mysticism. It is occultic, it is satanic in every sense of the word, and you don't know what's behind all the notes. You don't know what's behind in the background. All right? I don't play music that I know in my spirit. I'm very sensitive to music. And uh, I have a lot of music in my life. Well, not really, <laughs> not really. <clears throat> I used to, but not anymore. Uh, but I do have music on my videos. I do have music that's playing now in our class. But I'm pretty selective, uh, pretty selective. Uh, and if I sense something that's not right, I get rid of it. Sometimes I'll just find one word in a song, and I say, oh, that's too bad they did that. And I'll delete the song. <laughs> that's what I do. And because uh, that, that uh, meditation music, uh, the design of that is to put your spirit to sleep. That's what it's designed to do. That's why people, when they're done with their meditation uh, thing, uh, they feel so peaceful and so laid back, so like blah, blah, blah. It is satanic, very satanic. Let me move back a little. I'm too close to the people here. Let me move back here. I'm too close to the walkway there. I see a lot of people are walking by. And I'm just gonna, anyways might be a long video. <laughs> I wanted it to be a short little tiny video. Alright, that's who we're talking about here. That's what we're talking about. We really have to come to grips on who we're talking about. Alright? Alright? Uh, because, uh, you know, there is a lot of... Uh, let me give you some more examples. Uh, and if I don't go any further, this is enough for me, I think. So, uh, uh, in the business world, they say if you look, to, you talk to every multimillionaire, the probably one most popular book that they've all read is Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. 
right? You probably think of that, right? And a lot of Christians were reading Think and Grow Rich. A lot of preachers were pre reading uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Uh, a lot of big names were reading that book, and then they would take that book and they would change it and put Christian terminology in there, and you wouldn't know, well, uh, you think, and you know, if you never read the book, you think, oh, they're preaching something out of the Bible. They're not. They're preaching divination. Yeah, that's what Napoleon Hill's Think Grow Rich is all divination. Sorry. A lot of people, I've read it many, many times, years and years, back in the 80s when I was just getting started. And uh, because it was what? Recommended to me by a preacher. Oh, you know, I respected him. That's why I'm so hard on preachers because it's the preachers, the pastors, who have allowed this trash to come into the congregation, to come into the body of Christ, because it came into my life. I read hundreds and hundreds of books like that. And I got, I got so far into that kind of wickedness that I began studying. I went one step further. I went into metaphysics, the study of metaphysics. You know, I tell you, that is wicked, 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 evil to the core and it'll hold you and it will never let you go because it has so much power just like this lady here that's what she had she could have wrote a book and been a bestseller how to get rich yeah how to get rich I'm kidding you if you think I'm playing with you I'm not I'm strict with the Word of God because I lived it. Everything I talk, everything I say is not something I heard that I think people should do. No, it's something I lived and I paid the consequences of choosing that. Very serious, very serious. So do you want to have a lady in your life who, now let me tell you, uh, there are people who have come into my life over the years who are, who, who said to me, oh, I'm a Christian. God bless you, man. Who said, oh, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. But then I find out that they are, uh, they have a spirit of divination. Yeah. And I go, whoa, wow, look at that. Spiritual eyes, right? You have eyes to see? And I had to deal with it. I've, I've thrown a lot of people out of my life because they didn't want to get rid of that spirit of divination. Yeah, how about that? You have to be alert to the people in your life. Those people might look good, they might talk good, they smell good, they dress nice, and they come into your life, and then they can be a carrier of some very wicked stuff. I'm kidding you. Just run everything by the Holy Spirit. Protect your life. Protect it. Don't just let everything in the world come into your life. Oh, everybody else is doing it, I'm going to do it too. No, 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 no. That's why I'm always saying the words, don't copy. Stop copying. You know? I just, you know, it's just, don't do that. If you want to copy somebody, and you should, you need to copy Jesus Christ. That's who you copy. And a good preacher, a good minister, will tell you just what I just told you. Copy Jesus. Jesus is our example. What do you think Paul did? Paul said, I'm an example because I'm following Jesus. You know? But Paul will tell you the same thing. Go to Jesus. All the apostles said, go to Jesus. Don't come to us. Go to Jesus. So it's really, really important, right? Let me just kind of walk down through you a little bit. All right, so uh, let me drop down to 20. I won't go any more there. And brought them to the magistrates and said, these men do exceedingly trouble our city. So 
One of the things that a lot of Christians don't want to do anymore is they don't want to trouble the place where they live. They're afraid of being thrown out of their family. They're afraid of uh, losing their job. They're afraid of man. That's really the essence. They're afraid of man. Not afraid of God, because if they're afraid of God, they wouldn't have fear of man. They'd have fear of God, because there's not room in your life to fear God and fear man. You can't have both. Sorry. You're either going to serve God or serve man. You can't serve both. You have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. All right. So it's here, but to exceedingly trouble our city. So uh, here in Boulder, uh, because of my sign, everything I'm doing, I, I have stirred a lot of stuff going on. Down in Denver, I've stirred up a lot of stuff. Did I personally do it? Well, it's just the preaching of the gospel and the banner and everything that's going on. And uh, we are conquering this uh, city, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, we're conquering the devils that oversee this city. And why would we want to conquer the devils? Why do we want to cast the devils out of our city? Why, why do you think is that so? I hope you have the answer right there. The answer should just pop right out of your mouth. Because we want to first bind the strong man, right? First, that's what Jesus said. If you're following Jesus as your example, then the first thing that should have popped out of your mouth, well, you first bind the strong man. Who's the strong man? That's the devil, right? So there's a devil over the city. There's a devil in everybody. I mean, not everybody. You know what, you know what I'm saying. And so that's what Jesus said. First, bind the strong man. Then you can go and spoil the goods of the house, right? So that's what we're doing in Boulder. We're binding the devil. We're taking authority over principalities and powers of darkness and all that stuff that's in the spirit world over Boulder, over Colorado, and all the cities that we're going to. And it takes a long time to do that because there's really not a lot of people who are doing that. There's just a few, just a handful. Most people are way too busy with their life to be concerned about a devil that's oppressing people or their city. They gotta pay the bills. They're more interested in paying their light bill than winning somebody to the law, winning somebody to Christ. Sorry, I hate to be hard like that, but that's the way I've always been, and I've just kind of determined that's the way I'm always gonna be. Because if you don't go to work, then you cannot lay treasure up in heaven. That's, that's it. Reading the Bible is not laying treasure up in heaven. You should read the Bible, yeah, no doubt about that. But the gold, the silver, and precious stones is our work our work. Going to church is not a work, okay? A lot of people say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to lay up some uh, gold and silver and precious stones. I'm going to go to church tonight. <laughs> and why do they say that? I've heard it said. Why do they say that? Because their pastor taught them that. Not what the Bible teaches. It's not what the Bible teaches. Sorry. And when I say Bible, I'm referring to one Bible and only one Bible. I'm not referring to the English Standard Version. I'm not referring to the NIV. I'm not referring to the Amplified Bible. I'm not referring to the Passion Translation or any other Bible. I'm referring to one single source, and that one single source is that spring of water called the King James Bible, the Authorized Version. Sorry. People don't like that either. And uh, so, anyways, Paul and Silas were teaching customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe. So uh, they, they saw saw. They had ears to hear, but they didn't want to do anything, so they rejected the Word of God. And they just didn't reject the Word of God. They rejected the messengers of the Word of God. Right? There are countries around the world that is against the law. You will go to jail if you preach the gospel. Sorry. You can preach any other religion in the world. Any other religion, they don't care. 
They don't care. Fine, it's fine. You can preach any religion in the world, except for one, that's Christianity. Because Christianity is the only single religion in the world that is exclusive. And you get that? Exclusive. It's only for the saints of God. You must be born again to come into the uh, temple of Christ, Jesus Christ. Every other religion is inclusive. Inclusive. They include everybody. Everybody is included. Everybody's included. And uh, people sometimes say, well, the Islam's not. No, same thing. And the reason why is because Satan is attacking every single person. And they're swaying them away. Right? So, just that's why Christianity is so hated. Because it's a like a private club. Huh. You have to be you have to join. And you have to pay your dues. What is your dues to, to, to come to this club? You gotta give up your life. You gotta give up your soul. You gotta receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. And if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you don't have the assurance in your heart that if you when you die tonight, you don't have that confidence in your heart that you'd go to heaven if you die. And you need to call out to Jesus. You need to call to Jesus and say, Jesus, save me. I cried and I said, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. And the Lord saved me. I've been born again ever since. I've been serving the Lord all the way through. Amen. Let's keep going here. All right, verse 22. And the multitude rose up together against them. That's the thing. The multitude raises up. So, you know, several times, probably half a dozen, dozen, probably a dozen times in the last four years, I've had Satanists come around and do their thing with their signs. You know, worship Satan. You know, uh, we worship the Lord Satan, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I have people all over me, and they'll have signs saying, this guy is a, pointing to me. He's a liar. He's, a, he's, a, he's of the devil. Uh, you don't want to listen to that guy talking about me. All that kind of stuff. I've had all that around me. And uh, you'll, what you'll find out is all kinds of people will begin cheering them on, and they'll be hating you. That's happened many, many times, especially during the Black Lives uh, thing going on. I got caught in a lot of protest. I had my banner lift up, and all of a sudden the whole the whole intersection is filled with 100, 200, you know, 250 uh, people all chanting. They and you know whatever they do, you know, and uh, a lot of destruction. And I got caught in a lot of that stuff. They hated on me, and they loved everybody else. Yeah, how about that? I'm gonna move you over some more. Sorry, the sun is. Got to stay in the shade the best I can here. All right, so uh, that's the way it is. Sorry. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the matches ran off their clothes and commanded them to be, beat, to, to be beaten. And when they laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safe. So, you know, when you... So it doesn't, it doesn't look very ominous here, but when you look at the word charge, uh, that has a lot of implications to it that's really powerful if you understand the root of words. So that jailer understood the word charge, and uh, that was to his account, and if he didn't do what he was charged to do, he would be killed, period. So he took, it was a matter of life and death to the jailer to do exactly what the magistrates ordered him to do, to charged him to do. So he wanted to protect himself, so it's just throwing him through prison on surface. They went down, down under, the inner prison, down low probably, in a, kind of a maybe, I don't know, something, or inside, I don't know how it looked. It said inner prison, inner cell, inner, what does it say? Uh, inner prison, 
whatever that means, inner prison. I don't study all that history stuff. But, uh, and then, just didn't do that, he, uh, he uh, put their uh, feet in stocks and their hands, charged them, and thrust them in the inner prison and made their feet fast and put the stock, you know, put chains around their legs so they couldn't go anywhere. So inner prison, chains around their legs, and they've been beaten many times, and, and it's at midnight. Well, not midnight, soon it'll be midnight. Pretty cool thing happens at midnight. And uh, so understand that, and now you know why a lot of, uh, uh, some, let me say some, one, I don't know, uh, uh, pastors are telling their congregation to stay quiet, to stay, you know, kind of peaceful and kind of hide. Uh, don't let everything, don't let it out so much because they're trying to protect everybody. And uh, uh, that's why uh, it's been ordered to, uh, by some very big uh, church organizations to begin taking down your crosses. And a lot of the new churches don't have crosses on them. A lot of these old dead churches have crosses, but they're dead churches. And, uh, but a lot of churches, you won't see a cross. And uh, why, why, why? Well, when we moved to our new home, when we got out of Bible school, we moved to Reading uh, to be youth pastors up there. And then God changed me to another church and I did something else there. And when we moved in that house, uh, the Lord had me erect about, let's see, uh, the rooftop, how tall is the roof? So, I don't know, how tall is the roof? Uh, eight, nine, 10, 12, 13 feet? 14th, I don't know how tall, however, however tall the roof is. So the Lord had me erect a cross in front of our house that was above our roof line of our house, one story house, above a roof line. And it was right by the front door and it was a lodge pole, lodge pole pine that I got because I was hauling flatbed. And I, I got it some lodge pole up there in Oregon when I was coming down through Oregon with my flatbed, had a load of lumber. And uh, so I got this lodge pole pine and I cut and I put it on the, uh, I laced, uh, you know, tied it to the uh, uh, house so it didn't go anywhere. Then I put a cross member, and it was way up there. It was really tall, probably 20 feet, 25 feet. It was really huge, and it had a big cross beam. And then I put white lights on it, so at night I could plug it in <laughs> at our house, you know. And uh, we had uh, some people come up to the house one day, and uh, we, we just happened to be in the, uh, Nancy and I were at the uh, kitchen table and we can look out to the driveway they came into the driveway they stopped and both of them turned and looked at the cross when they looked at the cross they immediately looked down they threw it in reverse and squealed out of the driveway they were coming to our house to have to fellowship with us somehow and they drove down we never saw them again I thought wow the power of the cross the power of the cross is amazing so in my life I've always had crosses in my home. Right now in my home, I have a, a six-foot cross hanging on the wall. Hanging on the wall, yep. Big old cross hanging on the wall. I've had a cross on my wall for many, 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 many decades. And uh, uh, I tell people, that's not Jesus' cross. Jesus said, pick up your cross. I tell people, that's my cross hanging on the wall. I carry it, and I just keep it there so I can see it. So uh, maybe one of these days I'll show you guys in the house my cross. <laughs> and this cross is made out of bamboo because uh, a lot of my stuff is bamboo. I traveled to a Asia for quite a long time. Anyway, so let's close. So Lord, I thank you that we can uh, take up our cross and follow you. 
and uh, we don't have to take the cross up of somebody else because they have their own cross. Uh, we don't have to take up the cross of our pastor. He has his own cross. And we don't have to take the cross up of anybody on stage. We don't have to take the cross of anybody but us. We just take our cross and follow you. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you give us the power to follow Jesus Christ, our Savior, who died on that cross, his cross, with his passion. And uh, we praise you, Lord. And um, in your name, Jesus, we humbly pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So tomorrow is Thursday. Thursday, I'll be in Superior, Colorado. And then Friday, I'm up there in uh, Netherland, Colorado. Uh, this is west. <laughs> up at 8,300 feet. All right. So tonight's church. So God bless you. I love you very much. Take care.